Philippians 2.29 says, So then, welcome him in the Lord with great joy and honor people like him. Today, we get some classic passive-aggressive Paul sassiness that would rival even the likes of Regina George. This is Day 9. Welcome to the Journey Through Philippians podcast, where every day we set aside space in our lives to experience God's Word. Together, we'll discuss the context and meaning of each passage and how the book of Philippians can help us understand more about who God is and the story He's writing for each of us every day. Welcome back to day nine of the Journey Through Philippians podcast. I'm here with Brendan Lang and Melissa Payne once again. Hey. Hi. Thanks for joining me. My voice is not great today. It is it super is little, deep. <laughs> it is slightly deep. I got to stop smoking. It's really the key. No. Oh, man, I've been fighting a cold. You've it's been using great. your neti pot. Yeah, you do not want to know what's come out of my mm. face I, from that I neti pot. But it's great. Afterwards feels great. Mm-hmm. But I yeah, bet. I'm pretty sick today. Mm, I'm sorry about that. Keep I, your distance. Yeah, Talk stay away from me. And... What's the sickest you guys have ever been? Hmm. I'm not there yet. I'm not like <laughs> as sick as I've ever been. Mm-hmm. I think that was probably the time I got back from like a mission trip to Haiti. Ooh. Called it the Haitian Rumble. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah the lasts, Montezuma's it, Revenge. Yes, it lasts about a week mm-hmm. for sure. But yeah. I don't know. You want to take this one? Yeah, Melissa? I guess I can because I just actually walked through probably the sickest I've ever been. Oh, really? Uh, yes. We just in March went on a trip to Costa Rica with the student team and I came back with a friendly parasite of some sort. That's right. We met up with you on that trip. Yeah, we, were we filming, did. Yeah. But you seemed fine then. I was fine on the trip, came back and come to find out I had this very rare disease called tropical sprue and it lasted four to six months what yeah (laughs) wait how'd you get it (laughs) so that's what we're not quite sure about it could be water it could have been food it could have been and you're the only one who got it yes Mm. that's what concerns me that's very concerning i know but it was interesting because it was a rare disease. And then you went to Greece and it just healed itself. Exactly. <laughs> All the olives and feta. Oh, you, you actually went back. That's You went back to I did. Yeah. You've so been on then, like multiple international trips in the last six months. Yeah. And yeah. That's true. But I kind of just pushed through. That was probably like the longest I've ever been sick. That's horrible. But there's been times where I've been like super sick for like a very short amount of time. Yeah. What about you, Brendan? You want details? You want... I want details here. I want want the nitty gritty. People don't want to listen to that. Listen, they're hearing the nitty gritty from me. So I want to hear the nitty gritty from you at least. I I remember it wasn't sickest, but it was our last journey series. You remember this? I couldn't talk for like a week. Oh, that's right. It was like teaching and doing podcasts. We pod- swapped places. Oh, wow. You made me like do like two or three podcasts in one day when it was like the worst. And <laughs> Well, I thought that was funny. But I just like pushing you to your limits yeah, and I, seeing where those are. I just about got there. Yeah. We, we pushed so there. was that like a cold or flu or? It was uh, just talking a lot and not sleeping a lot. And, oh, yeah. Exhaustion. Know, kind of yep, I think that's what Tyler's got a little bit. Something like that. Something. Yeah, not sleeping. Yeah. Journeys are somewhat taxing, mm-hmm. as it turns out. Yeah, but but fun. Totally worth it. Totally Absolutely. worth it. Would not change a thing. Well, today, one of Paul's friends, Epaphroditus, am I saying that right? That's fine. Epaphroditus? Epaphroditus. Fine. I mean, it's... It's th- fine. It's our own English pronunciation. I mean, it's whatever. Yeah, that's good. Okay. I was definitely nervous about saying this today. It's a long name. It is a long I'm name. I'm not going <laughs> to name any kids. Epaphroditus. <laughs> you know, there... You n- could call mind. him... 
Pappy for short. What? Well, there. So some people actually think he's the same as this other character named Epaphras that we read about in Philemon and oh. Colossians. Okay. Mm-hmm. We don't know for sure because that's like a shortened. That's the nickname for Epaphroditus. So. Epaphras. Pa- Epaphras. Yeah. If you like that better, I'd call him Paffy. It sounds like the name of a dinosaur. Mm-hmm. Oh, look at that Epaphras over there. Epaphras, he's a plant eater. Epaphrasaurus. <laughs> yeah, Epaphrasaurus. Wait, is that a real one? No, it's about to be. Oh, I, okay. The it next one be. we discover, we're going to call it Epaphrasaurus. I, I think you're thinking about Apatosaurus. I thought our archaeologist over here. Was that's yeah, you telling us about Brendan the dinosaurs. Know. <laughs> he knows all That's about the bones and paleontology. And it. <laughs> Are you sure? That doesn't sound accurate. I mean, I, it's Ross Geller. Ross friends. Geller. Yeah, <laughs> we'll check that out later. Well, today we're talking about this guy that is just very casually mentioned, but mm-hmm. he also seems a little bit sick. But to get to the bottom of this, Brendan, why don't you take us through our commentary for today? Day nine, honor in place of shame. In today's reading. Paul continues the travel report that began in Philippians 2.19. Previously, he expressed his hope to send Timothy to the Philippians in the near future. Now he tells them of his decision to send them a man named Epaphroditus for the time being. Unfortunately, we do not know a great deal about Epaphroditus. Unlike Timothy, who is mentioned by name 24 times across 12 books of the New Testament, Epaphroditus is mentioned just twice, and all in this one letter. What we do know about him is that he had been sent by the Philippian church to take care of Paul while he was in prison. We also know that he became deathly ill at some point during his stay with Paul. Though the details on Epaphroditus are few, we can be sure that this was an agonizing ordeal for him and for many reasons. It was agonizing because of the pain he would have endured with his sickness. It was agonizing because it caused those who loved him to worry for him. He longs for all of you in his distress because you heard he was ill, Philippians 2.26. It was also agonizing because of the significant social implications this would have had for him in his home church. In the honor and shame society in which the Philippians lived, Epaphroditus' seeming inability to tend to the needs of Paul would have been perceived by some as a grievous failure and great source of shame. Because of this, Paul uses this part of the travel report as a teaching opportunity. First, he presents Epaphroditus as an illustration of Christ-like living as he had just done with Timothy. Using the same Greek words he had used to describe how Jesus became obedient to death, Paul points out that Epaphroditus almost died for the work of Christ. Second, he instructs his readers to honor people like Epaphroditus. In this way, Paul reminds his readers that the values of the kingdom of heaven are not like those of the empire of Rome. Where they may have been inclined to heap shame, Paul challenges them to bestow honor. In modern America, we may not live in a traditional honor and shame society, but there are similarities between our cultures. We know how good it feels to be celebrated. We also know the agony of feeling exposed, embarrassed, or humiliated. Our challenge is to make sure our values are in line with Jesus' values, that we don't let shame prevail where there should be honor, especially for those who have sacrificed in the service of Christ. For day nine, we're reading Philippians chapter two, verses 25 through 30. But I think it is necessary to send back to you Epaphroditus, my brother, coworker, and fellow soldier, who is also your messenger, whom you sent to take care of my needs. For he longs for all of you and is distressed because you heard he was ill. Indeed, he was ill and almost died, but God had mercy on him, and not on him only, but also on me, to spare me sorrow upon sorrow. Therefore, I am all the more eager to send him, so that when you see him again, you may be glad, and I may have less anxiety. So then, welcome him in the Lord with great joy, and honor people like him, because he almost died for the work of Christ. He risked his life to make up for the help you yourselves could not give me. Melissa, can you take us through the questions for day nine and give us a little space to reflect and journal? 
First question. In this passage, Paul teaches the Philippians to honor Epaphroditus, and he models this by honoring him with his words. How do you suppose Epaphroditus felt when he heard Paul call him brother, co-worker, and fellow soldier while the letter was read aloud in Philippi? When have you experienced encouragement like this? Second question, reread verses 29 through 30. Why was Epaphroditus worthy of honor? Who in your life is like Epaphroditus in this way? Who do you need to honor with your words today? So do you guys know who Regina George is? Of course. Absolutely. From my intro. Yeah? Yeah, Mean Girls. Okay. Okay. Good. I'm glad you guys got my Mean Girls reference. <laughs> Absolutely. I feel like Paul's being a little bit of a mean girl. Yeah, I mean, not actually being a mean, mean girl, girl, but you know, like a character. Which one is he? He's yeah. like the... Well, Regina George? I don't think George? he is one, but like, you know, it's just a little dramatic uh-huh. and maybe a little, you know, he's almost flipping the shame culture. He's shaming the people who shouldn't be shaming. That's that's a good way to put oh, it. Oh, that is a good you know? way to put he's it. He's just being a little sassy today. Mm-hmm. So maybe is, he's kind of like Lindsay Lohan I like. I think you sassy. just like to think of Paul as being sassy. You, <laughs> well, you tell me. You know Paul, Paul better than I do. you sound very presumptuous today. Paul, you sound very sassy. You did say that. Well, he is... Is like telling people stuff that they don't want to hear. He calls them out. He is a bold speaker. Yeah. I like him for that. He channels that like Jesus turning the tables mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. I think I've said that before, but mm-hmm. stand by it. But really, he's doing it in good faith. He's trying to stand up for his buddy, Epaphroditus, who yep. seems like a really great guy. Good yep. servant, at least to Paul. What do we know about this guy? Everything we know is basically in this letter. I guess we talked about it earlier. He could be mentioned in these other letters, but we don't know that for sure. So what we do know is that he's from the Philippian church. He's a ministry partner of Paul's. He calls him a coworker, right? So this isn't the only time he's been sent and done something with Paul. He's somehow served with Paul. But on this specific trip, he left the Philippian church, went to take care of Paul while he was in prison, probably brought some funds, was maybe going to tend to him while he was there in prison. But what's interesting is the roles kind of flipped, right? Paul Mm -hmm. talks about how he actually had to care for Epaphroditus' needs, and Mm -hmm. this causes something of a dilemma for the church. What's the dilemma? Why is that hard? (laughs) Uh, Why is that hard? I mean, it's a dilemma for Epaphroditus in the sense that he's in agony, like he's sick, but like, he's just like me. Yeah. Just like you. Yeah. <laughs> Are you in agony? Not, uh, you, he was <laughs> definitely, he was definitely I'm ill. I'm not sure you're there. I think I'm he was, not there yet. Yeah, I'm, sta- I'm standing up. Bed. You so showed up to church. Yeah. yeah. So he got really sick, but he was also distressed about the fact that like his church mm-hmm. knew he was sick and like some of them might have legitimate concern, but there's also this social issue. Imagine like you send someone a gift and like the gift breaks or it doesn't do exactly what it's supposed to do. <laughs> yeah. Are you, you saying know? Epaphroditus is broken? <laughs> well, I mean, that, that's kind of what's going on here. Yeah. Right? I sent yeah. a fruit basket once and I got there six months late yeah. and it was rotten. And Nasty. Like stuff like that. Right, let me, let's, you know? let's take it to another level. You send a fruit basket and like it doesn't look like it's bad, but the people eat it and there's something in it that actually makes those people sick. Oh, mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's terrifying. So, I mean, I mean, that's kind of 
how this could be perceived. Mm-hmm. Epaphroditus is sent to take care of Paul, but in the end, Paul actually has to take care of him. And so in an honor and shame culture, it could be potentially really damaging for the Philippian church. Mm. And so Paul here, he says, you got to honor this guy. Yeah. And, and so he's actually teaching them a lesson. He says, you need to honor people like this who are willing to make these difficult sacrifices for the sake of Christ. I mean, that's a lot for us to figure out today because... <laughs> It's not like we're very good at taking care of people who are That's right. struggling in our society, but <laughs> yeah. it's definitely something we're called to. For sure. But I just want to say, like, they didn't get up and go and take care of Paul. Yeah, they didn't. You know? <laughs> well, like, I mean, so yes and no. I mean, they did So send. is he like a representative? He's a representative. Of the so they, I mean, they they raise money. Okay. You know, and just like it's just like we would do. Like, yeah. Right. You raise money, you have gifts. You don't like have a mail, you don't right, FedEx or whatever. Right. So you send someone you trust to do this. Epaphroditus is that person. Okay. And I mean, he delivered the funds or whatever, you know, so right. Paul was probably kind of pleased for that. Yeah. Interesting. He was meant to be they, so much more, I guess. And mm-hmm. yeah. He probably, I mean, I've felt this, like I felt this when we went to Greece, like you're being sent with a mission mm-hmm. and you want to be able to carry that out and be at a hundred percent in the moment you get sick or you get, oh yeah, you know, right. Yeah. You feel like you failed sometimes. Yeah. You know? Or just that like you are doing a disservice or dishonor mm-hmm. to the right. people who sent you to do a job. Yeah, right. exactly. And we I say we don't live in a traditional honor and shame society, but we kind of do mm-hmm. in some ways. We mm-hmm. understand it to a degree. It's less of like a class system, more of like a social yeah. honor yeah. and mm-hmm. shame system. Absolutely. I kind of feel bad for Epaphroditus because it's not like he hopped on a plane and like flew from, no, I mean, you know. It's a big trip. We don't actually know when he got sick, if it was on the journey there yeah. or if it was there because we don't exactly know Paul's prison conditions either. But right. if he's hanging out there, it could be really bad and you can get something there. Right. But when you're doing but, this I mean, long this trip, journey, potentially. Yeah. by sea it's on boat. Way, yeah. yeah, I mean, there are all sorts of things that could happen. Hmm. But it doesn't seem to change Paul's view of him. We talked about in the discussion question, he describes him as a brother, which I get, co-worker, yeah. I get, mm-hmm. a soldier. A soldier. Right. That's a Fellow pretty strong soldier. term. Yeah. And that's like the picture that we have for today's reading in the book is like of a soldier's yes. army. I'm glad you found that. Armor. I know. I did not even see that Well, one. it's because you didn't want to hike past the rope. <laughs> <laughs> that guardrail is there as a suggestion, Brendan. That okay? was when we stopped and you just kept Listen, going. those little guardrails, those are suggestions. <laughs> they think it might not be safe. They're not sure. The adventurous ones of you are allowed to go mm-hmm. beyond it. That's what the oh. sign that I read. Okay. <laughs> it was I in Greek. You, so in I wasn't, Greek, I'm yeah, not totally sure on the translation, but I'm pretty sure it's I think you just think rules are made to be broken. Uh, No comment. (laughs) (laughs) But like, why would he refer to him as a soldier? One of the cool things about the city of Philippi, we've talked about the fact that it's a Roman colony. Mm -hmm. Well, it became a Roman colony about a hundred years before Paul wrote this letter. And it became a Roman colony when it was settled by Roman soldiers. Oh, that's right. Who settled there, yeah, after the Battle of Philippi, which is one of the most important battles in history. And so it's in the DNA of the people. Like this is part of their heritage. And there are probably also soldiers who live there who are like tasked with guarding this Roman colony. And so he uses language that's really meaningful to them. So he calls Epaphroditus a brother. And actually, if you remember yesterday, you remember what he called Timothy a as son, a father yeah, like with a father son. and a son. Oh, like yeah. A father, son. Yeah. So yeah. like he has this disciple mentor type of relationship with Timothy, but he mm-hmm. actually elevates Epaphroditus above that in some ways. He says, you're like a brother. You're a partner mm-hmm. with me. You're on the same level as me. And then he refers him to him as a coworker. And this is language he uses to refer to all sorts of ministry partners throughout the New Testament. And then he calls him this fellow soldier and says he's someone who's fought right alongside him. So, so like the people in Philippi, that's like quite the honor because they probably mm-hmm. view yeah. like their friends and neighbors as like mm-hmm. fellow soldiers because they probably were. They you have, know, some well, of them are descendants yeah. of it. And yeah. so 
like I was in the military, but you know, I hear some of my friends talk about their experiences, like standing in battle with someone like yeah. those, you make bonds there that can never be broken. And I think that's what Paul's saying. Like this ministry work we did together, we were like soldiers standing and fighting side by side. Mm. Yeah. Kind of like when we were in Greece. Yeah, I feel like was, we soldiered through. Yeah, that's true. There was uh, some battles we definitely overcame. Absolutely. For just wait. So, which one am I to you, Brendan? Hmm. Father to son, brother, soldier. <laughs> How many, what, other, what, other type of, what other type of relationships? <laughs> Twin brother. Love hate. You're my arch nemesis. Frenemy. We can, I mean, we've got plenty of others we could go through. Yeah. No, don't mm-hmm. tell me. I want. I don't want to know. I'm going to think about this. Yeah, I live well in the ambiguity, so don't say anything. There you go. <laughs> so Paul really likes you know, thinks highly of this guy. Mm -hmm. This guy's obviously done some work Mm -hmm. that has brought him to that point of Mm -hmm. thinking so highly of him. So he commands these people in Philippi, verse 29, so then welcome him in the Lord with great joy and honor people like him because he almost died for the work of Christ. Honor him. I mean, that's something you do for soldiers, something Mm -hmm. that you do for people in battle. But like for us, Mm -hmm. he's commanding the same thing. Mm -hmm. Honor people like this. But practically, what does that look like? What does a life worthy of honor look like for us today? So just recently, I had a chance to serve with some students and some CNJ workers and partners in the north side of the city. And when we were there, it's kind of like we're coming and we're trying to help clean up and, and provide a place for people to live. But I think the real honor is found in the workers there. It's like sometimes we think, oh, yes, I'm going to serve in the city and I'm going to work hard and do this for the Lord. But the people that are actually in the trenches that are day in and day out with these people that are struggling, you know, to just kind of put their lives back together. Those are the people that I feel like are worthy of honor. And they're you know, inspiring too. Absolutely. Like example. Yeah. yeah. They're doing like frontline ministry really kind of right. work in places that a lot of times people don't necessarily always want to go to or want to do right. the tough work. You know? Exactly. There's a lot of countries in the world that preaching the name of Christ is not even legal. Yeah. Right. So you've got people that go there even, you know, they feel yeah. called to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They feel like they're supposed to be going in those, because this is really what Paul did, but they do it bravely. And sometimes they make really big sacrifice. And these are the types of people we need to honor and care for and provide for. Mm-hmm. Definitely. People who aren't Christians don't see the value of what Epaphroditus is doing in Philippi, right? Yeah. Right. You know, they're just the general citizens. Mm-hmm. And he can even be speaking to them and being like, hey, this person you think might be shameful just because they're ill or they, you know, brought a message that mm-hmm. was a tainted message. Mm-hmm. Like, those are the people that you should still be serving and mm-hmm. aspiring to be like mm-hmm. and caring for. Yep. And like you said, you know, we still live in this culture where there is shame and honor. And I think sometimes that comes in with like where you live and how much money you have and what you can give. And I love that God just sees us all as equal, that it doesn't matter, you know, but we kind of see it as, oh, sorry, you don't have as much as we do or, you know, and there is that shame put on that person. Mm -hmm. And so how do we look at everyone as equal the way that Paul did? I mean, it kind of goes back to the week one summary, which is like living as citizens of heaven. Mm-hmm. You know, if we look at people through the eyes of heaven, everybody's worthy of honor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And nobody should be mm-hmm. having to live in a life of shame, right? Yeah. This is what Jesus practiced, what we read at the beginning of this chapter, mm-hmm. this idea that we're supposed to have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who he humbled himself and mm-hmm. became obedient to death. The same words used to describe Jesus are used of Epaphroditus, and that's what we should be doing too. I mean, not necessarily physically dying, but like right. humbling ourselves and elevating others and dignifying them, showing them their true worth and honor. I mean, really just 
the takeaway is that, Brendan, you should probably be honoring me more than you are. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I came in and showed up. You I need to sacrifice your voices. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, are, you are sacrificing. I mean, he you is, are, no, he no, no, is no, no, no. ill I'm today. I'm not saying it's a sacrifice to work with me. Hmm. I know that you make a lot of sacrifices to work with me, <laughs> mm-hmm. just in your mental and emotional health. But <laughs> especially oh my emotional. Gosh. We got our own little Epaphroditus today. I mean, I don't want to make a direct comparison, I but I do feel yeah. like... You know, I was sent here and the message has been tainted. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I am the spoiled fruit. (laughs) Thanks for joining us today for the Journey Through Philippians podcast. To check out even more resources like videos from Philippi, children and family resources, and ebooks for all ages, visit our journey page at willowjourney.org. And follow us on Instagram at willowcreeknsc. Be sure to share your journey experience on social media with the hashtag Willow Journey. If you have questions or would like to learn more about the ministries of Willow Creek Community Church, check out willowcreek.org. We'll see you tomorrow.